Hello and welcome back to my channel, Freedom by Faith Ministries. Um, today we're going to start our series on biblical prosperity. So there's been a lot of talk recently, or not recently, but in the last few years, I would say, or last couple of years, about kingdom prosperity, um, the transfer, what they're calling the wealth transfer, that God is going to prosper the church, that there's going to be a lot of wealth coming from the wicked to the righteous. And so everybody's getting excited about that and everybody's, you know, rah, rah, we're going to get more money from God. And so there's a lot of talk about that in, on YouTube and just so many different places that people are prophesying that the church is going to prosper. So God put it in my heart to talk about what it means to really prosper because people think that prospering is just about money and we're going to learn in the next few um, sessions, the ne next few um, videos that the people in the Bible who prospered, some of them did prosper financially and we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about just prospering in general. What does it mean to prosper as a child of God compared to what the world defines as prosperity? So Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this teaching today. We ask the Holy Spirit to be present in this meeting, Lord. We know that you are the revelator, the Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. You are the one who leads to all truth, only comes from the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the truth and Jesus is the word of God. So the truth only comes from the word of God as we are being guided continuously by the Holy Spirit. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to be here to take over my mouth and speak only your words to your children. Use me only as a vessel to instruct your children on the truth as it comes from your word, your mouth, in the name of Jesus. So I have had many successes in my life. I'm 40 years old now. And I don't know why I like saying I'm 40. I don't know why. It's just, anyways, so I'm 40 now. And I have had many successes in my life. I'm not going to go through the things that I've, that I've gone through with God and the successes. And I've had some setbacks. Which I don't call anything a Christian who's truly being led by the Holy Spirit. I don't call anything a failure. Even what, you, what the world might call a failure is God teaching and training us, humbling us, teaching us to endure and to persevere through trials, which we all need as Christians. And I can do a whole teaching on why it's important to go through trials because we like to pray against everything and you cannot pray against everything. Some things require that you literally just go through it. That's part of how God teaches and trains us and to build us to, to be a people of perseverance, to not giving up and giving in when trials and pressures come. You have to go through trials in order to know how to overcome them. So when the Bible says, that we are more than overcomers, what are you overcoming if we're trying to run away from everything and make everything go away, right? So overcoming means you have to go through something that requires you to overcome to get to the other side, but you have to actually go through it first, right? And so even the trials and the setbacks that I've gone through have been the, the, the steps that God has taken me before I saw success and prosperity in my life. But I don't wanna talk specifically about my personal story. I just wanna have just a general teaching on what it means to prosper and the steps that people must take to prosper. And so the world has this idea where, you know, there's a 12 step program about everything, right? If you want to prosper or success, have success in business or real estate or, 
you know, whatever it may be, there's, there's a 12 step program out there somewhere to take. These are the steps you have to take to have success in whatever it is that we're talking about, right? Whether it's real estate, finances, business, banking, whatever, whatever area that your, um, your um, career is in, you know, there's some sort of teaching somewhere about how to succeed in that, right? So something that God revealed to me many years ago is your job as a believer is to be an ambassador, which is a, which is a, which is a government position, right? So if you think about it, a U.S. ambassador, that's a government position, right? So a government or some countries call their government a kingdom that has a king. We call our king the president. It may be a prime minister in another country. It may be a monarch in another country. It may be a king, right? So, so the kingdom of God is a government system, right? And you are a representative of that kingdom, right? And so when Satan sinned against God in his pride, right? And all Satan, before Satan even did anything, all he did was he was prideful in his heart in wanting to take over God's kingdom and be like the most high, it says in Ezekiel. And that's why he was kicked down to have, to, from heaven to earth. And God gave him permission, temporary position, uh, permission to rule over the earth as the God of this world. Right. But we believers who have been chosen by God, you are now an ambassador and a representative of a higher kingdom. Right. So the kingdom of darkness operates one way, but the kingdom of light where you belong, if you are a child chosen, you're saved by the blood of Jesus, you're chosen to represent your, your king, which is King Jesus, your job is to represent that kingdom, right? And so there's a, there's a certain rule system, the rules that, that govern this world, this is how you succeed in this world. And we, we operate by a second, a different set of rules. Right. So in the world, for example, it's the pride for person that succeed. You must have pride in yourself. You have to have um, the right connections. But God says that it's the humble that he exalts. Right. So the people that are at the top in the kingdom of God are the ones who are meek, the ones who are mild, the ones who are soft spoken, the ones who who think of others first. Right. So the world's way is it's all about me. I'm going to climb up that ladder. I'm going to take all the steps I need to take so I can go up that ladder. And the Bible says in the kingdom of God it's the opposite. Right. So we're going to look at that um, in the next few series. I'm going to bring up one verse that says if you want to be the if you want to be great, you have to be the, a servant first. If you want to be the first, you must first become a slave. Right. So to go up in the Bible, you have to go down first. Whereas in the world system, you have to take all these different steps and strategies that human beings come up with to climb up your, to climb your way up to the top. And God says, I humble the proud, right? I resist the proud. But in the, in the world, it's pride that gets you up that ladder, right? So that's just an example. We're going to get into that later. But today I'm just going to go through a few verses to kind of introduce the topic of kingdom prosperity or biblical prosperity. How do uh, Christians who are not every Christian, I hate to say this, but not every Christian is actually in the kingdom of God, right? It says that without holiness, you cannot see the Lord. You cannot be in the kingdom without holiness, right? So we're going to talk about what it means to prosper the way God sees prosperity. So second Corinthians five, verse 20. So we are Christ ambassadors 
God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So he says we speak for Christ. We are his ambassadors and we speak for him, right? So just remember that whatever area of in the industry that you're in, whatever industry your, your, your career is in, your job is to speak for your king as his representative, right? So you're representing a different king in a different kingdom in a world that has that runs by a certain set of rules, as I mentioned earlier, but you function in a different way as a kingdom ambassador, right? And so we don't want to use the world's way of what, what they call prosperity. We're going to look at what the definition of prosperity really is. We don't want to use the world's way of what it means to prosper and apply that to our lives and call that prosperity because that's really ignorance in, in using worldly knowledge and call that success because the world calls it success. So we see success as the wealthier you are and we're going to look at how does God describe people in the Bible who are prosperous and what were the characteristics of those people? Is it because of their wealth only? Right? Abraham was a very wealthy man, but he was also a righteous man of faith. Right? Is that part of the equation of what it means to prosper? Or is it just because he was wealthy, he prospered? So we're going to look at that later on. The next verse we're going to look at, we're going to look at two verses. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 18 and 27. It says in verse 18, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction but we who are being saved know it is a very power of God, right? And so the message of the cross is foolish to the world. So the way the world sees things is different than the way a kingdom citizen sees things, right? So the citizens of this world have a certain set of rules and, and regulations and, and steps that they take, and they call that wisdom, human wisdom. But we operate from God's wisdom, and God's wisdom is foolish to the world. It says the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, right? The message of the cross is foolish. So let's remember that when we go to verse 27, that says, Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish. Remember, the message of the cross in verse 18, the message of the cross is foolish. And in 27, it says God chose things of the world that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. I'm going to go to 28. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important, right? So what the world considers important, and in, in, in our case, we're talking about prosperity, success, wealth, what the world considers important, God calls foolishness, right? He's going to turn that, those things into nothing, right? Things that are despised by the world, things counted as nothing, he will use those things um, to bring to nothing what the world considers important. So it's important to remember as a kingdom citizen and an ambassador and a government agent of, a, of the kingdom of God, your job, you work for the government agency, the embassy of, of the kingdom of Christ, who is the king of this kingdom that we serve, the, the king that we represent in that kingdom, what the world considers important is nothing to him, right? So we have to be very careful that we're, that we're not using worldly wisdom and applying that, and that, that to our careers and then calling that success because we have success the world's way 
And God says the things that the world considers important, I will make that nothing. Right. So it's the message of the cross that is wisdom. Right. That's the wisdom of God is the, is the message of the cross. And that's the way I live my life. I, I live my life based on the word of God, the message of the cross, salvation, God's principles in the word of God. And that's why I was able to find success in my life and the things that I'm doing. But I don't follow the world's way of doing things. I have to say that, you know, marketing is wrong. I'm not saying um, networking is wrong, trying to get to know the right people. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But the connection that we have with God, that is the highest level of networking you will ever find because God has power and control to open doors that no one can open and shut for you. So that's the connection you want. So, so trying to connect with the right people when you have Jesus, right? So that message makes no sense to the world. Like my, my networking is with Christ and they're networking with business moguls and people that are high in the real estate industry, right? So we, we call that wisdom to get to know the right people in the right places, Right. But when I say I know God and that's my networking connection, that that sounds foolish. Right. But I've been very successful in what I do in just doing that. You know, and so we're going to look at some examples of people in the Bible who follow who have followed that principle. And I follow their example and I've had prosperity and success in my life for that reason. So we're going to look at a couple of more verses. Today's talk won't be too long because this is more of an introduction to the series on prosperity, we're going to look at Ephesians 3, verse 10. Okay. Ephesians 3, verse 10 says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Verse 11, this was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. So God's purpose in our being here, being saved by the blood of Jesus, right? We are saved, we're chosen, we're sanctified, made righteous in his sight. God's purpose is to use us, the church, the believers, his body, the bride, his ambassadors to display his wisdom. And we know the message of the cross is the wisdom of God. So he wants to use the church in the world's wisdom, right? The world has its own set of rules that we consider in the world as wisdom and God wants to use us as an example to show his wisdom which is the message of the cross that's the wisdom of God and that's the kingdom that you represent and he says to display his wisdom in the street variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places so that means the church is in the world the dark kingdom of this world and we are the light Jesus is the light. He's the king. He's the head of the church. He's the light. And we are representing the light in this dark world. And he wants to display us and showcase his wisdom through the message of the cross to all the demonic princes who govern this world and who are in heavenly places. Right. So you're a represent, you're a kingdom ambassador and you're representing the kingdom of God. And you are showcasing the wisdom of God that shows this is how God uh, is kingdom operate, we gain prosperity through humility, through forgiving our enemies, through being uh, humble, right? Those who humble themselves, those are the, the ones that God will raise up in the world. It's a prideful person, right? You gotta, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world out there. You gotta step on people before they step on you so, I, so you can climb up that ladder and have success and climb your way up, which is what Satan did in Ezekiel. I believe it was, I don't remember the chapter. In Ezekiel, he says, I'm going to make it, I'm going to go up 
like to be like the most high. So, so Satan wasn't happy with his, he was a high ranking, um, archangel in heaven. And he didn't like his position. He wanted to be higher and be like the most high. He wanted to be like God basically. And he wasn't happy with his position. So he wanted to raise himself up because God wasn't raising him up higher. So he wanted to raise him, himself up, which is the teaching of this world. You have to be proud of yourself. You have to have self-confidence. And it sounds good, and it's, but it's against the word of God. God says you have to humble yourself first before God is the one who raises you up. You don't raise yourself up in the kingdom of God. So God wants to showcase that kind of wisdom to the demonic princes and the demonic kings of this world, the demonic spirits, right, that we're battling with, which Paul talks about in Ephesians 6, that our, we're in a wrestling match with demonic spirits, demonic principalities in heavenly places on earth and under the earth, and God wants to use us as a church to showcase his wisdom among all the demonic princes of darkness who govern this world, this kingdom of darkness with lies and deception in the minds of people who don't know the word of God. Right. And so the danger of Christians using worldly wisdom and knowledge to apply it to their lives and their careers and call that success is very um, dicey. Right. So I would be very careful about using worldly wisdom to apply that to your life and then to call that success because we're trying to connect with the right people and be in the right place at the right time and marketing this way and that way and doing all these 12 step classes we're taking and not really hearing the Holy Spirit and, and, and being guided by him for success based on his definition and of prosperity and success. So we're going to look at one more verse. And then we're going to keep today's talk very short because it's just an introduction to prosperity. And we're going to really get into it in later videos. But I'm going to talk about giving, right? So if we think prosperity is all about having more money and the world teaches us to save and, and, and invest, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's in Proverbs that you must learn how to save and invest. That's in the Bible, actually. But let's not forget about giving. So we're going to talk about that. I'm just going to introduce one verse about how do you gain financial wealth. And one way in the kingdom of God is by giving away money. You get more if you give more in the kingdom. Whereas in the world, you get more when you keep more. That's the world's teaching. But, but God says it differently. In Luke 6, verse 38, he says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back, which, which sounds like an, an investment, right? So when you give money, you have a return and you want to have a return that's higher than what you had already given. But God says first you have to give first before you, before you get a return. Right. And so the idea of just keep more money for myself, save more, invest in me, 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 me. It's just to give to others. And in the kingdom of God, that's how you get a return for yourself is, is by blessing other people first. So we're going to stop here and we're going to continue the next session on giving as a principle to gain wealth is by giving as opposed to keeping more for myself. So Heavenly Father, we thank you again for today. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation of the truth of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. We ask the Lord to help us to not see the world's way as the world's way of thinking as wisdom, but to know that it's the message of the cross, our submission to our king in the kingdom that we represent. 
That is where wisdom comes from. It's from the message of the cross. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to help us and to teach us to humble ourselves before you and so that we can be teachable, that we can be led continuously by the Holy Spirit doing what you, what you will for us. We want to follow your will, your ways, not the world's way. We ask you to help us to not be guided by the world, what the world considers wisdom, but to continue to submit ourselves to the word of God being led by the Holy Spirit and to teach us to remain faithful to your word. So I thank you again for joining me today's session and I will see you again next time. Are you ready to step into your calling and destroy fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety? In Our Victory, God's Glory, author Pamela Noel describes the stop and do nothing else principle that was used by some of the most powerful people in scripture, including David, Moses, Peter, and Daniel. This You Can't Help Yourself book reveals that success in every area of your life lies in one name. Our Victory, God's Glory, was written to support Haiti's elite medical team, a Haitian-American-owned, not-for-profit organization that provides healthcare services to the poor in Haiti. Proceeds from the sale of this book will help support our efforts. The ultimate goal is to build a hospital and provide much-needed medical care services currently unavailable to those with limited access to quality health care. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.